Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another exciting episode of Views on View. I am Steve Edwards, the host with the face for radio and the voice for being a mime, but I'm still your host. Today, our very special guest, all our guests are very special, is, I'm going to try to say this name right, Shashikant Wag, coming to us live from India. So we are definitely a multinational podcast. How are you doing, Shashikant? Yeah, I'm doing great. How about you? Great. So before we get going into our topic of the day, why don't you uh, tell us about yourself, who you are, who you work for, why you're famous, anything uh, you want us to know about sure. you. So myself, Shashikan, I have been writing code since 2008, probably. I'm, I completed my bachelor's in 2014, but uh, for the most part, I'm self-taught developer. I started my career in mechanical industry. I started working as a CNC programmer. Then I realized I really enjoyed it writing code and then I started doing some other stuff with PHP and in last few years I moved to the front end development and I currently work on Vue and React. Vue and React, okay. I don't come across too many people that do both. There's some, I suppose, but that's that's good. Hey folks, this is Charles Maxwood from Top End Devs and lately I've been working on actually building out Top End Devs. If you're interested, you can go to topendevs.com slash podcast and you can actually hear a little bit more about my story about why I'm doing what I'm doing with Top End Devs, why I changed it from uh, devchat.tv to Top End Devs. But what I really want to get into is that I have decided that I'm going to build the platform that I always wished I had with devchat.tv and I renamed it to Top End Devs because I want to give you the resources that are going to help you to build the career that you want, right? So whether you want to be an influencer in tech, whether you want to go and just max out your salary and then go live a lifestyle with your family, your friends, or just traveling the world or whatever, I, I want to give you the resources that are going to help you do that. We're going to have career and leadership resources in there, and we're going to be giving you content on a regular basis to help you level up and max out your career. So go check it out at topendevs.com. If you sign up before my birthday, that's December 14th. If you sign up before my birthday, you can get 50% off the lifetime of your subscription. Once again, that's topendevs.com. So uh, you started out in PHP, yeah, you said? Yeah, started in PHP. So just uh, straight PHP or using any type of tools or CMSs or frameworks like, say, Laravel or Kate PHP or WordPress or something sure. like that? So I started... When I started learning PHP, of course, I started with the core PHP. Later, I moved on the frameworks like Code Igniter and WordPress. In, in further stages in my backend development career, I moved on Laravel and Symfony. So when I started front-end development at the time, I was working on a PHP with the frameworks like Laravel and Symfony. Okay. Yeah, that's me. I, I deal with Laravel and Vue myself on a day-to-day -day basis, getting to like it more and more yeah. for sure. But okay, so the reason we're here discussing or what we are discussing today is a tool that he has developed called View Sortable Table. Now, if you've ever done any front-end development that is very data-intensive, where you have a lot of data that you want to show and, and allow users to filter and, and sort and, and then that kind of stuff, uh, data tables are intricate and aren't just something you can whip up out of the box. Well, I suppose you could if you really, really wanted to reinvent the wheel. I know in my past places, I've used, uh, you know, the data tables that are built into frameworks uh, like Vuetify or Bootstrap View or whatever. But this one, well, I'll let you tell. Why don't you tell us about View Sortable Table? And I guess start out why you developed it, you know, what was the need that you saw and then go from there. Sure. So I was working on a 
one of the projects in which I need to sort the set the update some values for the records when I move uh, the columns, sort the columns or drag and drop the columns within the table. So I have to go through number of uh, libraries on GitHub and figure out the way to do that. It, it was a bit of time consuming at earlier stages. Also, the earlier solution I come up with has a uh, number of CSS issues. When I when I try to make it a responsive design, then in latter stages I come up with the solution that I currently shared on the GitHub. I find that uh, on the GitHub some of the generic solutions are available in abundance, but some of the uh, what you can say niche solution or some quirky solutions not available that much. So I feel like I have already spent that much of time and if I can contribute to an open source community and someone can actually save that time using my open source project, yeah, I think that would be helpful to them and for me it would be a contribution to a larger community. You mentioned that it's lightweight, so obviously you want to you know, make this something that doesn't slow down your site, right? Because you have to import a ton of JavaScript, yeah. so as little as possible, which is the the theme du jour, I guess, in the internet community, you know, as little JavaScript as possible instead of everything. So looking at the readme on your GitHub repo, uh, you're listing some of the features, right? You mentioned it's lightweight. So, you know, you obviously minimal amount of code to do the job to, to help performance. But then you mentioned that it's highly configurable. And so I'm wondering if you could maybe talk about some of the more important configuration options that you have for configuring your data sure. table. Uh, so I built this this package on top of sortable JS. So all the options available in the sortable JS, you can configure a sortable table with those options. Along with these options, you can also pass view a V model for two-way bindings. You can also also pass the number of name of the columns you will have in the table, and you can also pass some actions you want to perform like edit or delete on the column rows. Apart from that, you can paginate the column, you can add the custom table classes, and yeah, the sortable config last option would be whatever options available in sortable JS. Oh, okay, so sortable JS. I had not heard of that project before. So here's the GitHub repo, sortable JS, that's sortable. And one of the things, did you mention filtering? Is that an option as well that's built into uh, this? Not this one. So it's just a pure a data table, which would help you to just move your table rows within the table itself. Okay, but no option to like have a search field that says, give me only rows that start with Steve. No, I had a, another instance. project called data table. So I may implement this feature there, but I don't feel like uh, you should use it here. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but you do have pagination, yeah, where, yeah which is always so just crucial and something like that, because you don't want a thousand row table on sure. one page, right? <laughs> right. Okay. So now one thing that is worth pointing out is the version of view. This is view th written in view three and for view yeah. three, correct? Okay. Now it's interesting. I would be curious to see if this works with view 2.7. And the reason I say it, that is that view 2.7 has a backport a lot of features from view three, including, uh, I don't know, well, composition API was already, well, is now available in view two. I'm trying to get out my stuff straight here. So yes. So I'd, I'd be curious to see if that would work in view 2.7. I guess you'd have to try it out. I will definitely check. Definitely check. Okay. So looking through your blog post, uh, is there anything else about view sortable table that uh, 
that is worth discussing or talking about? I think a view sortable table has been built only for very specific functionality. That is to give give your table a flexibility to move your rows around within the table. And you can do some operations uh, based on the events that could be fired when you perform these operations. In addition to that, uh, the view sortable table is really helpful to maintain responsive uh, design for mobile and tablets. Yeah, so I think these would be the crucial benefits of using view sortable table. Hi, this is Charles Maxwood from Top End Devs. And lately I've been coaching some people on starting some podcasts and in some cases, just taking their career to the next level. You know, whether you're beginner going to intermediate, intermediate going to advanced, whether you're trying to get noticed in the community or go freelance, I've been helping these folks figure out how to get in front of people, how to build relationships and how to build their careers and max out and and just go to the next level. So if you're interested in talking to me and having me help you go to the next level, Go to topendevs.com slash coaching. I will give you a one hour free session where we can figure out what you're trying to do, where you're trying to go and figure out what the next steps are. And then from there, we can figure out how to get you to the place you want to go. So once again, that's topendevs.com slash coaching. Okay, so let me go back, see if I understood. You were talking about moving your rows around. So like dragging and dropping rows within the table. So... Does that, so how does that work? Just thinking about how the pages are rendered. So let's say you come in and you display, you have a, you know, component or a page that displays your sortable table and you, you drag and you drop your re- reorder. Is that state maintained the next time that you refresh the page and that the table is displayed? Or what's the benefit of being able to drag and drop like that? Is it just temporary? So let's take a use case of. Let's take a use case of table called priorities. So in priority table, there are five priorities listed and each priority has been rendered as per the priority level set by the database or end user, whatever you call it. So if you want to want to give a user uh, a functionality or ability to update the priority, so it is very it is easier way to just move one priority row on the top to set the higher priority or move priority row to the bottom to lower its priority. And when this drag or drop is completed, you will get an event. You can read that about in the readme file. It will fire an event and you can update that new priority level into the database and it will at the same time update it on the front end. So state could be maintained. Okay, I see. Okay, so so yeah, just dragging and dropping on the front end isn't necessarily going to, yeah. it's not going to persist. You have to take advantage of the event that's yeah. fired. And then in that event callback, then you can update your database with the uh, with the new order, yeah. whatever it is that uh, you're, you're dragging and dropping. So then that would, so that when you're, hmm, okay, so how does that work with sorting? So if I want to sort, is, is the dragging and dropping the primary way of sorting then as compared to clicking on uh, headers? No, actually, I use uh, the package name as a sort, sortable table because I actually using sortable JS to done the most of the work. So yeah, that would, that is the most that would be the reason I choose the name sortable JS. Okay, so yeah. So I'm looking at the sortable GitHub uh, readme, and it's talking about dragging and dropping, and the benefit of that. Oh, so you can even drag from one list to another list yeah. using the sortable multiple 
Interesting, interesting. So that certainly gives you a little more manual control on your front end instead of just having to click on headers or some other UI component to reorder. Then you can manually drag and drop and then just persist that to your back end. Interesting. I remember, I know back in my Drupal days with jQuery, I can remember having that conundrum or issue. How do you do this? And Drupal had a whole layer of things built into the jQuery that you could utilize to, to drag and drop in tables and stuff. But yeah, this is cool. Brings back memories of, not, of that. Oh, that's an interesting way. That's, that's nice to have a UI way to reorder things with drag and drop for sure. And on specifically Excellent. mobile devices, uh, I think it, it is more com- convenient to update the state by just moving the rows around rather than you're selecting some selecting the order from some drop-down and then updating. So I think it improves the user experience in general for the smaller devices. Okay, now I'm getting a better handle on what this does for you. Excellent. So anything else about view sortable table that uh, you wanted to uh, talk about? I think we've covered the the big uses of that and sure. sortable. So I'm currently planning on adding more test cases for, test cases for uh, the package. Apart from that, yeah, uh-huh. I'm actually looking for some new contributor for some other projects I have planned for the GitHub. So yeah, if anyone feels interested in open source contribution, yeah, they can help me out with some of the things I want to do. All right. So yes, we will put the link to the GitHub repo in the show notes. So if you want to contribute to View Data Table and uh, help him out and add some more great features, then by all means, as with any open source project, jump in. Hey, folks, if you love this podcast and would like to support the show, or if you wish you could listen without the sponsorship messages, then you're in luck. We're setting up new premium podcast feeds where you can get all of the episodes released after Christmas 2020 without the ads. Signing up will help us pay for editing and production, and you can go sign up at devchat.tv slash premium. All righty. So with that, we'll move on to picks. Picks are part of the show that we get to talk about things that we like to talk about uh, or want to share, and it doesn't necessarily have to do with Vue or JavaScript or coding or tech at all. I will start out and found an interesting article uh, today on Hacker News, which is one of my things I like to browse regularly because there's some interesting stuff in there amidst all the arcane and very geeky stuff. One is a post that I found on QR codes and how they work. Uh, I know QR codes are something we use quite a bit in our daily lives, whether it's, you know, a sign somewhere that here, scan this and it'll take you to this website or I see it in restaurants now where you can scan it and it will take you to their online menu so you can see uh, and so on. So it's a cool little post that gives some pretty good uh, graphics uh, and details on how QR codes work. So I will post the link to that in the show notes. And with that, I will move on to the highlight of, of any of my blo- uh, excuse me podcasts, which is the dad jokes of the week. So for any of you that are fans of the classic Office Space movie, there's the whole scene or set of scenes with the printer and PC load letter and how they destroy the printer. This uh, joke brought those to mind. But the other day I had a printer here in my office and I was confused when my printer started playing music. And then I realized that the paper was jamming. Question, what do you call it when you stab a milkshake with a straw? Shakespeare. (laughs) It's a shake and you're sparing it. Yes, I know. Not supposed to explain the jokes, but sometimes I just feel the need anyway. And then how do you tell a male ant apart 
from a female ant. They're all female. Otherwise, they would be called uncle. Yes, thank you. And those are the dad jokes of the week. All right, Shashikant, do you have any picks for us? I'm not really sure what to talk about. So you may say some topic we can talk about. Oh, let's put it this way. Have you seen any movies or TV shows lately or any other uh, view tools or libraries or any good new dishes? (laughs) So, yeah. So I'm currently reading uh, Plato's Republic. So, yeah. Really? It's, It's a really hard book to go through. It's really too much uh-huh. to process. Means if you go through the chapter, I think in normal books, you just move to the second chapter. But I think uh, in this book, uh, you really have to think about the content which has been shared by an author to consume it properly. And yeah, I, uh, I'm almost, it's almost two to three months I'm still going through the book. I've really seen new perspective on shared by an author about many different things like politics, morality, the state, state timings, uh, how we organize our society in general. Yeah, I'm actually most of the time fascinated by how humans interact or behave or how, our, how we think about, think and come to the solutions. So yeah, uh, this book definitely helped me to give new perspective or think about things in different way. Apart from that, that is definitely probably the oldest school book I've ever heard mentioned on <laughs> Pixar. That's uh, I mean, it's one of those books. It's one of those books that I think most of us have heard of in school or, you know, heard about it at one point in our life. And probably most of us have probably never read either <laughs> written around 380 B.C. So, yeah, like 2,500 years old. Well, let me think 23, 2,400 years old. Is it big? How many pages is it? I guess. Well, it depends on your version yeah. of it, I guess. Right. But yeah, I would imagine that's not a book that you can sit down like a novel and just yeah. read through, right? It you takes you a few times to reread yeah, and try to understand. If you're really serious about uh, understanding what the author trying to say, uh, you have to take your time to digest right. it properly. For sure, for sure. All right, well, that is that is quite a pick. That is quite a pick for sure. All right, well, thank you for sharing that with us. I'll put a link to a copy of it somewhere <laughs> in the show notes. You can get it in many places for sure. All right. With that, we will end this version of Views on View. Thank you. Thank you, Shashikant, for coming on. I will certainly be taking a look at uh, View Data Table since I seem to run into that need more than once and I don't want to necessarily have to import a whole framework or use a whole framework just to have a, a data table for sure. So with that, we will sign off. Oh, before I forget and sign off is if uh, other than GitHub, is there Twitter or something else where people could get a hold of you or find out more about what uh, you're working on? I'm not that much active on social media, but uh, I think you can find my website either in my, on my GitHub profile or I will share you with you and you can put it in show notes. Oh, right. Okay. All right. When we will put that, it's on the GitHub repo that will be in the show notes, but we can sure. put that link separately as well. Alrighty. Well, thank you for coming on. It was good to hear about that. And we will talk to everybody next time on Views on View. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.